Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 51, verses 1 through 10. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you alone I have, I have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are justified in your sentence and blameless when you pass judgment. Indeed, I was born guilty, a sinner when my mother conceived me. You desire truth in the inward being. Therefore teach me wisdom in my secret heart. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Genesis chapter 6, verses 1 through 6. When people began to multiply on the face of the ground, and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that they were fair, and they took wives for themselves of all that they chose. Then the Lord said, My spirit shall not abide in mortals forever, for they are flesh. Their days shall be numbered 120 years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God went in to the daughters of humans who bore children to them. These are the heroes that were of old, warriors of renown. The Lord saw that the wickedness of humankind was great in the earth, and that every inclination of the thoughts of their hearts was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made humankind on the earth, and it grieved him to his heart. First Timothy chapter 1 Verses 1 through 11. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the command of God our Savior and of Jesus Christ our hope, to Timothy, my loyal child in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I urge you, as I did when I was on my way to Macedonia, to remain in Ephesus so that you may instruct certain people not to teach any different doctrine and not to occupy themselves with the myths and endless genealogies that promote speculations rather than the divine training that is known by faith. But the aim of such instruction is love that comes from a pure heart, a good conscience, and sincere faith. Some people have deviated from these and turned to meaningless talk, desiring to be teachers of the law without understanding either what they are saying or the things about which they make assertions. Now we know that the law is good if one uses it legitimately, this means understanding that the law is laid down not for the innocent, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the godless and sinful, for the unholy and profane, for those who kill their father or mother, for murderers, fornicators, sodomites, slave traders, liars, 
perjurers, and whatever, whatever else is contrary to sound teaching that conforms to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which he entrusted to me. Good morning and welcome to the 14th Thursday, I think, after Pentecost. This morning's psalm is a selection from Psalm 51. We're moving on from uh, Monday through Wednesday's psalm. And then uh, a short passage each from Genesis 6, the first letter of Timothy. Uh, The the passage from Genesis is one that I think about relatively often. um, And that's because uh, at the very end in verse 6, it makes clear that the Lord was sorry that God had made humankind on the earth and it grieved them to their heart. Um, and I remember growing up in high school youth group and, you know, military and kind of that mainline, um, you know, religious set of beliefs. And one of the things that was constant was this idea that God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And it's actually a line from scripture. I didn't know this at the time. Um, but elsewhere, Paul, I think it's Paul, writes it. well, God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Um, and part of that is this idea that, um, that, you know, what God wanted and what God was planning has always been the same. And that kind of gets connected to the idea that God does not have emotions or God does not show emotions. Um, this is... Um, very much kind of derivative of an ancient Greek idea of the unmovable mover and stoicism and a bunch of other kind of philosophical threads. And um, I I frankly just think it's bullshit. Um, God does feel things. God does have emotions and display emotions. Um, It's part of uh, what we inherit from God, I think. Um, And this passage makes it very clear that God... Um, had regrets after he created humankind um, that God felt grief um, this is um, the lead up to the flood uh, and Noah and the genealogies which Paul doesn't really seem to like all that much but um, genealogies between Noah and Cain um, different generations but it's this kind of setup. Cain's lineage has all these um uh, descendants who are just horrible, horrible people. The first person to take multiple wives was one of Cain's line. Um, their names mean like hated of God and like, you know, all these weird things. Um, it's one of Cain's line that says, well, if Cain was avenged, certainly I'll be avenged sevenfold. So, well, you know, if my grandpa, you know, got protection from God, then, you know, don't you know I will too? And I can do worse than murder people. Um, and then Noah's line is this stark, stark contrast. And, and Noah um, descends from Seth, who replaced Abel. And so there's this contrast that God sets up, and the flood is kind of this uh, God's attempt at rebooting the whole system. And um, in the psalm, it talks about, um, I was uh, born, I was a sinner, uh, I was born guilty, a sinner when my mother conceived me. And I have some issue with that as well. But that same impulse is 
is certainly being wrestled with in Genesis where if Noah was this good person, descended from Seth, obedient to God, um, then something other than just someone's character or or lineage um, affects the kind of person they are. Something closer to the core of humanity where evil resides. Um, but that doesn't mean that God, well, let me backtrack a bit. Um, God does feel emotions and God does act in anger and God does act in love and mercy as well. Um, that having those emotions is not the problem. Um, but allowing those emotions to dictate our actions and compel us or influence us to do evil, that's the problem. So I have a refrain um, that I try and teach my children. I have two um, daughters. And as a veteran, I know that anger um, is an emotion that Americans are sensitive to, to in general. And in particular, when it comes from veterans or people of color, sometimes women, but usually anger is different coming from women, I think. Uh, but um, I'm not supposed to be angry. And I think that's I think that's emotionally stymieing of a number of people. And so I try and teach my children that anger, it's okay to be angry. What's not okay is what you allow yourself to do when you're angry. That it's not okay to hurt people, but you can be angry and not hurt people. Um, you can yell at people and not hurt people. Um, you can raise your voice and you can express your emotions um, and that there's nothing wrong with that. But um, it's when you do things that hurt other people, um, that take, you know, their, their life, um, in your hands, uh, unfairly, that's when we have some, that's when we have issues. Um, and so this passage in Genesis, I think about it often because I still encounter that impulse in Christians that, um, well, God doesn't change. Um, and that God, you know, part of that is to say, which I think is right, that humans aren't the center of the universe and that we change far more often than God. And if there's a problem, it's, it's with us, not with God. And I think that's fine. But sometimes that same sentiment can be taken to justify things in the past or to justify things happening right now based on uh, uh, accounts in Scripture uh, about what God has done in the past. So if God did that then, and it was okay, and we think it's okay, then it's okay to do that now. Um, and, you know, day after 9-11, you think how people justify doing horrible things, or even just thoughtless things, based upon a very odd and very literal interpretation of holy writings, whether those are Christian or um, Hebrew or Islamic, the the idea that um, you know God is always the same, and this God that we see in ancient Scripture, in the Hebrew Bible, in the Christian Old Testament, um, in the Quran, um, well, you know that justifies this thing that we're doing now, and I think that's really dangerous. Um, and I think it's based upon 
this false idea that God doesn't change, um, that uh, that we can look to God to justify just about anything based on this idea that if God said it, then it's good enough. And that's, I just don't think that's actually supported by our scripture. Prayer for Social Justice from the Book of Common Prayer. Grant, O God, that your holy and life-giving spirit may so move every human heart, especially the hearts of the people of this land, that barriers which divide us may crumble, suspicions disappear, and hatred cease, that our divisions being healed, we may live in justice and peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling in to First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for pew-pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia. <laughs>